Welcome to the Everyman News Network, where three regular-ass guys explain how news affects our lives and the lives of other regular-ass people. I'm your host, Brandon, a regular-ass real estate agent. As always, I'm joined by Brett, a regular-ass grant writer, and Petey, a regular-ass exterminator. Brett, what is in the news today? All right, so this week we're going to be talking about college football with the COVID-19 pandemic NCAA football is on a razor's edge whether it will even happen this fall or not two power five conferences have already canceled and the other three may not be far behind them so as every week I'm going to read three news stories two of them will be fake and PD you will guess which one is real? Two for two, baby. All right. <laughs> so, number one. The University of Nebraska has announced that despite their conference, the Big Ten, canceling football this fall, they will be looking to play somewhere, somehow. University of Nebraska. Number two. Number two, in the age group of 10 to 30, which would of course include virtually all college football players, the fatality rate, if you contract COVID-19, is 1.2%. So not very high, but you could see if Every college football player called it, but, you know, not too good. 1.2% fatality rate, ages 10 to 30. <clears throat> and finally, the third story, Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, with the canceling of the Big Ten, as we mentioned earlier, he has started a petition to try to get the Big Ten to reconsider, to try to ensure that there's college football this fall. He has started a petition, and as of today at 4 p.m., it had 1 million signatures. So, PD, which story is real? Um, all right, so the, the one and the, the number two is not real. The death rate is much, much lower than that. Um, that is correct. You are right about that. It is only, I, I've multiplied it by four. It is only 0.3%. Yeah. If it, I mean, if, if one out of 100 kids died, that's one kid on each team. Yeah. Basically. Well, you hate the most on your team. <laughs> I don't think they would, you know, at that rate, they, they wouldn't be, there's no way they'd play. Yeah. Free um, scholarship, though. <laughs> Maybe just a walk on. Oh. <laughs> that hurts Team GPA. What? <laughs> so no, that, I was, could... that was among everyone. Presumably, college athletes would be in much better shape. Yeah. Have an even lower yeah. fatality rate. But although that basketball, it, that FSU basketball player just died. I didn't even hear about that. 
yeah, I can't remember. I, don't, I heard about it today on, on the Leopard show. It was from, it was on, I think it was the Friday episode. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. His, yeah. He had a heart attack. He got COVID, had a heart attack. Uh, well, well, okay. Maybe there is yeah. something to that then. That was a big part of the Big Ten's reasoning with this yeah. uh, myocarditis or what the hell ever. Um, yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah. So, so you got I could def- one more, more fake story to identify here. I definitely could see the Huskers do, the, doing that. Mm-hmm. But I heard, overheard a conversation about Ohio State's quarterback this morning while I was putting water in the back of my truck um, <laughs> because one of my coworkers is an Ohio State fan. Somebody him one, him on the transfers. The oh, I filled the water tank <laughs> to mix chemicals. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna say that number three is the correct one. Number three is fake as well. I uh, I inflated the amount of signatures. Your Justin Fields did put out a petition, but he only got two hundred and fifty thousand signatures, not one million. Uh, the Cornhuskers indeed uh, did put out a statement saying we're going to try to play this fall, which I applaud them for. <laughs> No so one in Nebraska. No one in Nebraska is getting COVID. Oh, they may not have even made it. They're going to play high school teams. What they're going to do? Yeah, <laughs> they still won't make a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess to start us off, I want to just get something right out in the open that is I've been dying to say. Mustache in your face. <laughs> so when the our listeners can't see that I have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, well, I can. <laughs> you gotta subscribe for that premium content. Oh yeah, Patreon. <laughs> uh, um so when the Big Ten announced that they weren't gonna play, it seemed kind of like they thought all the other conferences were going to kind of follow suit. And we, we all kind yeah. of got that. Yeah. Um, you would assume. I, I was this, I was today listening to a podcast um, called the solid verbal. Um, it has 2,500 reviews. So I, it's, they're a little bit ahead of us, hmm. uh, but they're a college football. They're a college football exclusive podcast. And, they they were taking and this was put out last Wednesday, so this this was not a very old episode. They were taking a similar, they were giving off a similar vibe. They thought everybody else was about to follow the Big Ten, and they were the first domino. I want to say to those people and everybody, the SEC does not give a fuck what anybody else does. <laughs> we are doing our own. We may decide to not play, but that's because we decided. It, this is yeah. The SEC are the kings of college football. They are not taking cues from the Big Ten or the fucking Pac-12. I assure you of that. If the SEC called it first, then everybody else would follow suit, but not Maybe. the other way around. Yeah. So the, the SEC is – we're announcing schedules tonight. We, we had a big show on the SEC Network, and we announced everybody's schedules. So we're – looks like we're full steam ahead. But the point is, the SEC is not following anybody. The 
we do a lot of fucking, we do a lot of bad shit in the South. We don't understand a lot, but this is the one thing we know what we're doing. <laughs> so I think if, if anything, if the SEC is the last conference, say the ACC and the Big 12 both drop out as well, and the SEC is the last Power Five conference, even then, I would say it's more likely that they stay and they bring other teams in. Like, they bring in Clemson, they bring in Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, and we have a super conference. I still think that's more likely than the SEC not playing. I will be absolutely shocked if we don't play football. Would that I don't mean, know like, what... bring them in for the year or, like, a permanent yeah, just move? For the, uh, just for the year. I don't, I don't think you – I was looking up the rules and the laws of how you even change conferences, and I don't know what all you have to do. I know there's like a notice. PD told me earlier there's a notice, like a two-year notice you got to give. But yeah. I don't it's think like – Louisville, when they switched the ACC, they I think they gave like – they still had to play in the, the AAC for a year or two before they could actually switch. Yeah, I think the uh, – when the Big 12 teams that went to the SEC, I think they had to do a, do that as well. Yeah. And there were still potential lawsuits there. That was going to be my thing. Like, would there be a penalty for coming over to play in the SEC Super Conference if you were Nebraska? Oh, so if it's a – I'm just speculating. But if it's a one-year thing, I don't see – I don't see how you could be punished at all. Like if, if the Big Ten doesn't play and you're Nebraska, it's not like you can play in the Big Ten because they're not playing. So how can the Big Ten say, oh, well, you can't go play in another conference? That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I'm sure there would be some kind of financial repercussions for it, but whether or not it outweighs how much they'd be making on the season to well, play I mean, versus not play. But If they left like permanently, yeah. But yeah, I, I, and I might be wrong, but I I don't see how if the Big Ten isn't playing, how they can keep other teams, how they can keep their members from playing for that one year. It's not affecting their status, or you know, it's not affecting their obligations to the league in any way if they come back and play again next year. That's true. It doesn't make sense, but that also might make it more realistic in the NCAA to do something that doesn't make sense. Um, that kind of goes along with, with the All entire organization. Yeah. <laughs> All of their history. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess the where does everyone stand as far as play or don't play? Go ahead, PD. It's, uh, yeah, that's complicated. I mean, are you willing to let people die? Possibly. Although you could possibly die just from playing football. That's true. <laughs> You're yes. going to, just not as quickly. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, the, the, the only thing is that COVID, we don't have any idea what this thing is as far as long-term effects. Even if you yeah. do make young people are dying from it, not a lot, but some are. Will there be repercussions on the back end that you know they pushed ahead and let kids play? 
and maybe five of them die from getting COVID. Whether it's like they could a have huge gotten COVID. Issue. Yeah, it seems extremely like like a lot of lawsuits could come out of it. Yeah. Even but, just harming like uh, your health for draft status or something. Because I know in, right. there was a baseball player who got it and he's had to, uh, I guess, cut his season short because he's had complications with his heart. Petey mentioned the former Florida State basketball player who was practicing with his uh, team over in Europe and, and had a heart attack and died. Um, so there's, there's definite – is a little bit different than what they're used to dealing with. And I think yeah. the, the other thing in there that is uh, a, an issue is that these kids, like it's one thing for the pros to do it because they're getting compensated financially. Right. But the college kids, they're being compensated with an education and uh, free lunch or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even, it's not even... So- all about just the casualties if that they might die you just, they could have permanent heart damage that yep. could last forever and that's not even killing you it's just you might not ever be able to play again either yeah absolutely just i mean what's i i would say you you put it on the risk of the kids but i don't know why you would do that because they're stupid and they're 18 um but you're not giving the kids much of an option, really. It's either they play and hope they get they survive and go to the NFL, or they pull out and possibly lose their scholarship and never play anywhere. I guess they could go down to, you know, JUCO at some point, but that's just it's a fucked situation. I think y'all are hitting on all of the calculations that the Big Ten and all the conferences are having to make right now. Uh, the Big Ten and Pac-12 will, I'm predicting, will be on the right side of history on this one. Um, well, it's the safe. The, it's the I mean, safe option. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think – and this might be an entire podcast topic because I see this in so many fields where I I think big decisions get made based on things other than what the decider truly thinks is the right decision and more what they think will lead to less flack down the road, less media pushback, less liability concerns, shit like that. I I think that's what the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are more concerned about is – if one kid gets sick, how much media – God forbid one kid dies, yeah. you know, how terrible the things look. But the <clears throat> Nick Saban – and this, this is my counter to everything that y'all just brought up. And Nick Saban is the one who said this, giving him credit. He basically said, yes, there's risks, but what you're deciding between is are kids going to be – in the football program where we have some control over them, or are they just going to be, if we don't play, they're going to be at home. They're going to be out in the community. They're going to be, you know, on campus. They're still, they're probably much more likely to get it if you don't play football. 
Yeah, but then the liability doesn't fall back on Nick, you know, on Nick Saban if they're at home. Yeah. Well, that, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So that, that's yeah. so these decisions are getting made based on not really the safety of the kids. Right. It's more like, well, I didn't have anything to do with it. That he got. I mean, sick. if they were concerned about these kids living long, happy lives, they wouldn't let them play football to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, but that's another. That's another thing. That's another thing. How many as dangerous as football is? How many? How many people has it brought out of poverty? Like how many people that? Yeah. Have millions in the and, and they, you know, those kids make that that gamble. You know. Yeah. And you know that's depending on what you come from and what your background is. You, it's the right gamble. You know. Yeah. Dangerous, and you, but, you, but you do see a lot more, you know, once they get to the NFL, a lot more guys are retiring after like three or four years or right after the rookie contract. Yep. And that, that's exactly what I would do. But, but, you know, you're, you're taking by not letting them play, you know, you're in at least for a year, you're taking that decision away from them. So again, are you really, you know, what's more dangerous, this kid going back to his home community maybe messing up his draft status uh, or letting him take the chance at this 0.3% chance of dying if he gets it. Well, if the whole season gets canceled, everybody's draft status is – I mean, it, it affects everyone. So it's a, still a level playing field, I guess, as far as drafts go. You, yeah. now, now, you can't, you can't you know, rise – you can only got what you pass, you know, your past accolades, but you can't rise through the ranks proving that you're better than you were last year. Yeah. But you know, fre- if you're a, f- a true freshman, red shirt. Yeah. And I, I think under any circumstance, if, if they do play, you've got to give the kids the option to opt out and not use, not lose a year of eligibility. I have no question about that. You would. I don't know if they've made that, an, you know, actual decision or made that public or not, but that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. I think um, as, as far as what Nick Saban had to say about being safer on campus, in a perfect world, I think that's true. I think we're seeing with, with students returning to campus, especially on Twitter, I've seen Auburn football players tweeting out pictures and different things of what's going on on campus and it's surrounding campus bars and stuff. They're like, these people are crazy. They're out here partying. It's packed. I know, uh, I believe it was UNC Chapel Hill today, just had to go ahead and shut down the in-person and go back to virtual because of the number of COVID cases they've gotten. Not saying they got them all there. But I think, I, I, I guess I don't understand why a plan wasn't in place beforehand or maybe you do only bring back student athletes on campus and have everyone else go virtual or pick a couple of select sites to where the athletes are on a campus type environment alone, even if it's all of them to limit travel. I don't know if you could find a place that could hold like all of the football players in in a conference or something or do a combined thing to where they can still get their virtual learning in without being exposed to other students who don't have as much to risk. So they don't care if they go out and catch it because whatever. 
Um, but I just can't believe that with all the money that the NCAA makes, particularly off of college football, they could not have come up with a plan when we've had since March to figure this out. Yeah, and again, the, N the NCAA is just inept. But the SEC, I, if I had to pick one entity to figure out something related to football and how to play it, I'm picking the SEC. So I, they've got the most clout and the most power to, to, to pull it off, the most money. Definitely. Yeah, and, the, and they've got the most money, and that means they've got the most at stake. You know, it, yeah. you talk about losing money. There's a, lot, there's a lot of money to be lost if the SEC doesn't play. But the, the whole idea of them having – or Nick Saban, they're all safer on campus. I don't, I don't know that that's true because – kids sneak out sneak people in all the time they get caught and they get instead of getting you know suspended for a game you're you could be possibly introducing some COVID in there and just ruining the entire team because it's going to run because they're all in one place they're all going to be you know intermingling so it's all once one of them gets it it's going to, it's going to take out the entire team uh, we saw that uh, professional baseball where they had the two, I believe, Cleveland Indians pitchers who snuck away to go yeah. party in Chicago. And then well, this... that they had to take a, one of them who they caught lying. Initially, they made him take a car service to the next spot. And then I believe they sent him down to the minors. I don't think their teammates were super pleased with them. Yeah. So just imagine you take a couple years off. I mean, if I'm 18, 20, who knows what dumb thing I do? You think you're invincible. Well, there was the Seattle Seahawks guy that, that just got released because he tried to sneak the, the woman in that dressed as a man in, C in Seahawks gear to the hotel. A whole so, idiot. Yeah. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know the dressed as a man part. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 Just a complete idiot. Like, so, I mean, these I are. I think he was like a seventh round pick or something. Exactly. So, even more reason more, not to do it. Reason. Even more yeah. reason. <laughs> I mean, if you're yeah, the, you're already begging to stay on the team. Yeah, yeah, if you're the fourth overall pick making fifty million, they're not just going to throw you to the wind for bringing yeah. a woman dressed as a man in there. But you're the seventh rounder. Like, we almost weren't going to fucking take you anyway, bud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just took you to see if you could maybe get on this on the bench. Yes, and <laughs> given this situation. I mean, think maybe you will not yeah so grand opening grand closing for yeah. for him um but i think it it is another interesting thing that i'm seeing is that it appears to be breaking down into a political issue like everything uh, yeah which is yeah amazing um and and stupid but if you're in a more liberal part of america then you're you're taking COVID more seriously. You're probably not going to have your kids run out there and play college football. If you're in the South, doesn't exist. And we don't need your mailboxes either. Let's get out there, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a fun, like the South is combining not only taking COVID less seriously, but football means more in the South too. So it, it's, it's both of those things. Do you think that that could swing the election if, if college football gets canceled, do you think finally 
rednecks down here are like, Trump done went too far, buddy. That's it. <laughs> I was, I, I've thought about that. I, I wonder which state that would happen to. Like maybe North Carolina, but North Carolina doesn't have an SEC teams. So I don't. But like ba- Alabama and Mississippi, Alabama. they're not fucking. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia's close. So Georgia might be the state that does it. But like Alabama, like there's nothing Trump can do to fucking lose. <laughs> I mean, Tommy Tuberville's about to win down there, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Georgia, Georgia, that's a good one. That's an SEC state that is pretty damn tight. So that might, yeah, that could do it. That would make it real for a lot of people because I know when, when the NBA can't like I totally just did not think COVID was fucking anything, and then when the and then Rudy Gobert did all his shit and I was just laughing like ah, <laughs> he he touched the microphones and he got it, ah. and then the NBA <laughs> the NBA shut down and I was like oh my god this is for real now, the worst yeah. spring of all time. Yeah. <laughs> in my life. I figured, I mean, you would think they would have figured out how to do this by now. They had eight months. Yeah. Like, what are yeah. we doing? Well, and, you know, you've had several professional sports show how to do it and how not to do it. There's a lot of material to learn from here. Like, the NBA has absolutely nailed it. They have done perfect. Yeah. They've created a bubble. Um, Sometimes the guy goes out to the strip club, but that's only happened – doesn't happen much, you know. The wings <laughs> were so good. <laughs> he got his chicken wings and he come right back. No big deal. <laughs> and, but, you know, the NBA I don't think has had any cases at all. Um, baseball has not done as well. It's still it's – still, they're still playing, so you got to say they've got a like a B plus, I guess. But they've, they've had some issues for sure. Uh, soccer. I don't know about like what I don't know what hockey's doing. Uh, he's done really, really good. They haven't had any. I haven't heard I anything about any them. Of them. Yeah, they're doing a bubble thing too, I believe, and they haven't had any positives. Yes, I think, I think the bubble is clearly the way to go. I think the ice freezes freezes the virus. Maybe it does. <laughs> it does, and they get some UV light in there too, and yeah. uh, you're good to go right in your lungs. They're yes. playing a glass dome with UV lights just reflecting off the glass. So, and the exchange rate makes the fatality <laughs> lower. In right. Canada, so, <laughs> also drink. I don't know. So, I feel like drinks involved. So yeah. So we've got in Major League Soccer did the did the bubble as well in Orlando. Everything worked out fine. They a couple teams didn't get to play because before they got to the bubble. They had a bunch of cases, but they just didn't fucking let them in, or they kicked them out immediately. I think. So, so yeah, that's the answer for the SEC. Really, should have been, or each conference, they just create a bubble. Uh, or yeah, or could still and, be the answer. Yeah, I mean, you you still yeah, but I don't know how they're going to do that. But it. Well, you got to get. So. When did the when did the NBA bubble start and when's it going to be finished, Silvers? Like the whole it's about a two month process total, something like that. I, I believe so. Like it was, you, you came in. I believe everyone was tested, and then they had to quarantine in the bubble before anything started, and then they do weekly tests. And let me, I'm going to Google that real quick. 
just to see, but yeah, I believe a two month process. I think just to, I think they were there a month early just to prepare okay. for the bubble. Okay. So the problem with football is going to be, that's a long bubble because it's going to be October. Well, maybe not. Um, do you shorten the season? Do you just play divisional, like your divisional opponents, and then play a conference championship game? So you well, do six only, weeks? They're only playing ten games. Right, but I'm saying you only play six games, or what, seven games, six or seven games. Maybe. Play, well, play, is, play your division teams and then have a conference championship game. Yeah. So as it is now, they're playing from September 26th through December 5th. Yeah. So, I mean, could be doable for a bubble, and I know that at least at South Carolina, the, the football operations center will easily house every student, every staff member, and still give them a way to get their classwork in. I don't, and I assume if fucking if we've got it, you know, Bama's got it. You know, everybody else does. So honestly, like, I just think no other student should be have something. Yeah, and I just think with no. I said before about not having any non-student athletes on campus. I would even take that as far as, look, if you don't play college football, stay home. Like, I'm sorry about your lacrosse season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. I think soccer, like, doesn't, soccer plays in the fall, too. Could not tell you. Yes. I want things that bring money in. If you're bringing money in, then you should get paid and you should not have to be exposed to some lacrosse player because you can't trust lacrosse players. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we're talking, we're getting into like possibly title nine violations. Then. That was what I say. Women's sports. We'll pick as many women's sports that will even it out and get them. In yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a, it's a revenue generator you know, a huge one for these schools. So, I mean, it, you know. And you uh, just tell them, like, look, your, to your tuition will have to go up this amount if we don't let these people play. So, um, stay home and most importantly, stay away from the football players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, uh, go ahead. I don't know how they're uh, – they're, going to be charged these stu like regular students the same tuition to not even have them on campus just doing you know oh, it's a scam <laughs> the, the, yeah that's the topic for today. but absolutely a scam yeah yeah so we should just call it what it is and uh i mean they should be really mad about that in this protest they should stay home away from the college football players so that i can watch college football <laughs> I already well, missed March Madness now, this year, so shit. Yeah, you you know what would have kept Do we fucking get home? What? Uh, if there was March Madness to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's every year I stay home. If you ever hire me for anything outside of this job I do now when I make my own schedule, I work very hard. But March Madness... I'm not coming into work. <laughs> I've got, and uh, you can call out of work being sick now because everyone's scared of what you have. So, yeah, <laughs> I got a sniffle. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, that's another, uh, another point. The, if you want the South to behave this fall, we, I can guarantee you how to keep most of us in the house on Saturdays. The South will rise again if it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know about all that, and I'm hoping against it. Um, <laughs> but I think that's even more reason for a bubble idea. Get all the teams there in one bubble and just have a game every day. Yeah. People stay home every day. Like we could just do it in the Georgia Dome. Let's just go nuts. Yeah. Of course, the Falcons uh, will be playing, but yeah, we don't need them. When I was talking about the bubble, I meant like each individual team would have their bubble. They'd still fly and play each other and stuff. But I I think if you can, you could separate the athletes from the general student body. You know, by letting them take all their classes at the football ops center. You could do it. I don't. I mean, you could. You could. It's possible to do it that way. I mean, it's not, not the, it's, it's not like the NBA bubble. Where yeah. Do all we not have like play. a facility somewhere in America where we've got like all these football fields, like the NBA set up, like IMG Academy or something, where we could stick all the teams? I'm sure Texas high school football stadiums or something. They don't even look, use the schools. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they certainly don't tackle anybody. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the first place I thought of too. Just take them to like East Texas. I think that's the way to go. I don't know what they're doing over at the NCAA. They couldn't have just thought of this. But so to to bring this back a little bit, since you know we're I guess more of a political podcast in theory. Uh, why why are we not allowed why is football such a a big deal but like I you know we can go out to restaurants like how are we deciding like which activities you know are good and bad are allowed and what's not essential yeah Yeah, I mean I clearly at the grocery store has to stay open but like you know we we have made the calculation that restaurants with, you know, procedures in place are allowed to be open. I don't know why, why that can't apply to sports when you're outside. You know, for one. Well, I was going to say, are, are they allowing fans at all to these games? Or have they made I, that decision yet? No, I don't think they've made a final decision, but, and that's funny. We've not even talked about fans yet. We've talked only about players, uh, but the last I've been hearing from South Carolina is the athletic directors talking about having 20 something percent capacity, oh, which man. would be about 20,000 people. Yeah. That seems like a slippery slope. Well, the, so NASCAR did it. NASCAR has been having about that many, that percentage of fans. And I don't think they've had any spikes in COVID at these places. I don't think there's been any issue with it. And you gotta, I feel like you have to mandate mask at that point to, to enter. Yeah. To, yeah to enter. Uh, and if you get up and go and, you know, at your seat, maybe you don't have to wear one, but yeah, if you move around at all, which I don't think that's difficult to do. I mean, well, if you but if you have to wear one at your seat, then I would just not go because I, I'll if Columbia in September, you're going to be melting. 
Oh yeah, you're drowning your mask. <laughs> if heat kills the virus, you need to go to that fucking week one at Williams Bryce, and it'll. I just think it's. I think one reason is it's tough because if you do allow twenty thousand people there, I think um, then it's it's hard to to say to people they can't do other activities where there are less than 20,000 people. And that really hadn't, we haven't had that argument with NASCAR, but I think it becomes more obvious with college football. There's 20,000 yeah. people there and you're like, well, I want to go to, I want to go sit in this restaurant with eight of my friends when capacity says you can only have six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, that I think that just speaks to the situation we're already in, though, where there's just – I don't want to – it's not arbitrary, but it's there's just a lot of inconsistency. It's hard to understand what a lot of the decisions are. And, you know, uh, we don't know what the fuck we're dealing with still, so I get why it's difficult. But if going to a restaurant is safe, I'm, I'm pretty damn sure sitting outside and watching a ball game is safe. I guess we will see. Yeah, <laughs> or we'll get COVID. <laughs> so, um, I do not have the pro version of Zoom, so we are at about 30 seconds left, so I think we should go ahead and wrap it up, fellas. Perfect. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just know that no matter what, the Gamecocks will once again disappoint us. Year after year. <laughs> Two and eight. Two and eight, gentlemen. Two and eight. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see y'all next week. Topic forthcoming. Later. Good night. <laughs>